In early July for the Podcast Business Review, I spoke to Chris Lydon. Chris is the host of Open Source, the oldest podcast in the world. It started podcasting 20 years ago on July the 9th, 2003. I spoke to him about podcasting's early days as well as the future of podcasting and of radio. And I started by asking him, what was it like sitting down with Dave Weiner to record the first podcast? Did he think this was the start of something? I did. There was a tingle of experimental adventure. And I thought it was a moment because the Iraq war was already a moment, in my view, a completely unexamined, undebated, illegal American war, a horror story unfolding. And I thought... On a podcast, people could break the public silence and say just that. And they did, some of them. So it was very much around open viewpoints on there? Well, in a stuck American conversation, there had been no debate, no intelligent inquiry about that war, much less about George W. Bush in general. And suddenly the people had a voice. I thought that was critically interesting and important. The latest research says that around half of Americans are listening to podcasts every single month now. Why do you think podcasts are now so popular? Well, there are so many kinds, James, as you know better than I. Uh, I think the American people are starving for good conversation, and they find enough of it to come back time and again to podcasts. That's a very broad statement, but I think we're just we're evolving a new conversational system in this far-flung democracy, and podcasting uh, has a peculiar place in it. A very energetic, interesting place. I mean, instead of just bloggers and academics, podcasting is now, of course, dominated by very large companies, and they're doing lots of entertainment, and they're doing lots of, you know, other things as well. What do you think of that? Do you think that's been a, a, a good or a bad thing? It's not the way I expected it. I mean, the, the instant commercialization of this space uh, was a surprise, and I'd say a disappointment. On the other hand, it's okay. They have their audience, I guess. Other people have ours. I love the spirit of this little collective we belong to, Hub and Spoke, really some extraordinary people and voices all over the place. Tamar Abishai does art criticism for real people. Erica Heilman does her own reflections in the northern tip of Vermont with the natives, regular people, and that's another peculiarly powerful voice. Uh, we do our own thing, but this, there's room for everybody. The voice part is key. It has much more force, interest, punch than a letter to the editor. I'm with Studs Terkel about, you know, this fabulous instrument, Vox Humana. It's an amazing thing. And to have everybody get access, that's a leap. Has podcasting changed the way you thought it would 20 years on? Well, I'd say, yeah, it's bigger. It is more commercial. It's not monopolized. You cannot monopolize the human voice. And it's still growing. I mean, this is a very fluid world of media. But I think if the Marshall landed and said, take me to your real voices to get the pulse of this nation, I'd say try the podcasts. Arguably, that's what radio was for. And of course, you have a, a, a tremendous radio background uh, as well. Where do you think radio is going? That's a very good question and a dark sort of question. I think podcasting is a terrible burden on radio, public broadcasting and otherwise. I note that Vermont Public Radio has dropped the radio. It's now Vermont Public. 
uh, <laughs> WGBH dropped the W as if to say we're not a broadcast station anymore. We're some sort of other service. I think they're selling the peculiar brilliance of radio short. It's cheap. Anybody can listen on a very cheap instrument, whether you're out farming or doing the dishes. It carries the human voice. I think radio has stopped believing in the higher calling of radio itself, and I think it's a damn shame. Yeah, where, where do you think, uh, if you were in charge of a radio station now, what would you be doing with that? Well, I'd be doing a whole lot of things. I'd be doing a lot of podcasting. I'd ask Erica Heilman to teach the world how to listen, but also how to listen to regular people. Our podcast, I say with some chagrin, not exactly, but is public people, people who've written books or maybe won a Nobel Prize or hold a professorial chair somewhere and they're advocating something. I would do what Erica does so brilliantly, which is just get the the voice of listeners. Jay Allison did great work on this from the beginning. Uh, Listener IDs, but let people talk until the dime drops or they, they, they cough up the secret. Yeah, yeah. So getting lots more other people's voices on the air rather than just the silky, the silky voiced host. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Says you of the silky voice. Well, yes. <laughs> and, and me too. They'll throw that at me too. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I've, I've got an untrained voice. I sound like my brothers. We talk the way our parents taught us to talk. There's nothing trained about my voice. So we're going to keep it that way. And it's a thrill having played that first minute of the first podcast so many times. It's a thrill to see the voice behind tell me, you, tell me. Behind the, or see the face behind the voice. <laughs> James, let me ask unblushingly, what, what did you what do you get still 20 years out of that conversation with Dave Weiner? It was very earnest. Uh, it, it, it was a it was a real moment, wasn't it? It was a real moment in technology where all of a sudden we were moving away from um, blogging. Um, of the written word to the spoken word, and no. I, I think no. it was it was such a change. And I think you know I'd I'd like to ask you back that that was you know clearly the first episode of Radio Open Source. That podcast is still going twenty years on. How has that podcast changed over the last twenty years? Well, of course, we didn't call it a podcast in that first thing with Dave Weiner. He had said to me, <laughs> "You know, radio, I know." syndication and programming mm. let's see what we can do and that's what we did eventually it became called a podcast and we put it out on the air regularly it keeps evolving we call it arts ideas and politics with christopher Leiden. it's pretty much anything we find interesting it could be a book i'm stunned and thrilled actually that our to me the most satisfying shows have been about music from you know famous conductors but also to my own musical passions billy holiday Johnny Hodges of the Ellington Band. We did a wonderful show with Robin Kelly about the rediscovery of Errol Garner, a genius of incredible proportions. And these things somehow tap into stuff I love profoundly. I didn't know it would ever go there. I did a podcast just a few months ago with my youngest brother, who, I hate to say it, but was dying of ALS. And I thought, well, he lived in Ireland in a community with handicapped people that he had invented. And uh, I thought, well, we can talk every day, practically, uh, and make a kind of history of this, of this uh, disease. And, uh, and his life was so glorious and so much fun and so creative and productive 
that it almost outweighed the incredible injustice of of his ALS. Mm. But it was an original thing, and and people did enjoy it. I rediscovered my childhood, the magic of my parents and his. There were six of us, and uh, turned out to be a very uh, wonderful, t- wonderful set of lives, privileged by good good heads, but wonderful parents and uh, a generally good steer in life. So there's a surprise. You couldn't have imagined that as a commercial radio piece, but it ran for about 30, 40 minutes, and uh, it's good. You have um, a, a 20th anniversary episode just out, haven't you? Yeah, with Erica Heilman. Um, and there's another just <laughs> unbelievable joy to discover. That woman's voice, oh, it's, it's, it's just magic. And it's more than magic. It's not just a beautiful voice. It's a voice that says, talk to me. It's safe to talk to me. And she's had incredible results with that among her neighbors, I mean, among her friends, among people she doesn't know, of all kinds. Uh, so that was, it was just fun to stop and think about, once again, what, what radio can do. I was a child, so to speak, of Tony Schwartz, an advertising guy mm. in New York, and I met him through politics. He, he did commercials for George McGovern, but his whole theme was, and he did famous Coca-Cola ad, the real thing, and all this sort of stuff. But he said, the message comes in through the ears. The video is just to distract you or to hold you. He would do a, a an office clock with the second hand moving slowly around only to tell you it's it's almost over. But then he would deliver the punchline in a voice. And he believed that the voice was magic, even, even in our evolution, listening to the sound inside the womb, the two hearts beating, but then out on the, <laughs> on the, on the plains of Africa, listening for trouble, listening for wildlife, listening for everything. It's built into us. We, we learn so much by ear. And that enthusiasm is, is, is part of my work. I was listening back to um, one of uh, Dave Weiner's very first uh, shows, Morning Coffee Notes. And uh, there's this wonderful episode, which is just um, the, uh, the thunder and the lightning uh, going on and uh, Dave just commenting on the, uh, you know, on the, on the <laughs> tremendous noise and the tremendous light and everything else. And it's the most fascinating listen. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? I wish you could see it. You can't see it, but I bet you heard that. <laughs> Woo! Well, there are many people who now owe their entire career to your pioneering spirit 20 years ago um (laughs) that's funny you know not the least of the the interesting things was that neither dave weiner nor i ever made a dime on on what we what we were in on creating but that's life i mean it's it's made the world it's no it's made life a lot more interesting for a lot of people three cheers and three cheers to you as well christopher lyden thank you so much thank you james a pleasure